Welcome to Dramas with a Side of Kimchi Cozy Chat. Pull your favorite cozy chair, grab your kimchi and face masks, and let's chat Asian dramas. I'm Drama Geek. And I'm Carrie the Mockney. Just as a reminder, we have a Patreon. We release an exclusive episode for our Patreon members once a month. And we also have a Discord for our Patreons. And we hang out there all the time talking about currently airing dramas, both Chinese and Korean, and stuff we're watching in Western media. And I think we've even managed... Have we touched on the Olympics at this point? Mm, no. No, we skipped so. that. But we did, like, we're right now in the middle of a group watch for Queen In Hyun's Man, which for me, it's the first time around. And some for a lot of people, it's a very pleasant rewatch. Or they're binging it like crazy, which is kind of funny to hear. Because, you know, it's a group watch. You're supposed to t- stick to the two episodes a week. But It's so easy with 45-minute episodes that lead just right one into the next. It's a very easy mm-hmm. binge watch. Yeah. Yep. So it's been fun to talk about it. In fact, I need to get on Discord today and go add to the conversation. But yeah, so we are on that Discord with our Patreons all the time. And if you want to join the party, just find us on Patreon. So speaking of bingeable shows, um, Mm -hmm. we, the Machne started out and we're like, oh yeah, we'll do a first impression on this on on Saturday because she had watched a couple episodes and I was almost finished. Well, come to find out. She had a lot of not extra time. (laughs) 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 And this, uh, the day of becoming you was very easy to binge. I, I binged it in sections, so I didn't binge all of it, but I, I did binge like a bunch of them to begin it with. And then I had to kind of spread them out because I had other things that I needed to watch to talk about and then went back and binged a lot of the, the final parts of it. So we, um, I don't know that I started this one knowing who the writer was, but once I found out, I was like, oh yeah, I'm going to mm-hmm. stick with this one and see, um, when it's like, but I also really like the, uh, actress. And so when I mm-hmm. saw it on, um, ITE, I was like, okay, I'm going to give this one a try. So that's why I tried it. I just seeing the picture flash by and I was like, Ooh, that's the girl from, uh, the eternal love. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And for me, you had talked about it pretty positively. I think one of our Patreons talked about it on Discord. Mm-hmm. And I really like Stephen Jong. I've seen him in a lot of dramas just because he's been in a lot of the high school, Chinese high school dramas that I like to watch. Mm-hmm. And he's just, he's very funny and mobile, and he, but he's good at pulling out the emotions. And he was, I mean, Go Ahead, I would say, was one of his top roles to date until I watched The Day of Becoming You. But we'll get to that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so, you know, a little, it wasn't pure pressure per se, but I was just like, <laughs> I need to check this out. And then everything worked out and I set aside all the other dramas I was watching and binged it. Yay. So this is a spoiler light. There will be a section where we'll talk about the end and we'll give you a warning and letting you know, okay, big spoilers here. But we're just going to talk about the overview of the of the drama. So if you have not watched it, you can listen to most of the podcast and then skip the end and go watch it um, if, if we you know, convince you that it's worth watching. Yes, because that's what we do. Yeah. All right, so just a quick synopsis of the plot. So the day of becoming you, we have the leader of a Chinese boy band and an entertainment reporter. They're forced together in a lot of outrageous situations because during an elevator accident, they managed to switch bodies. And so 
Jiang Yi is the leader of the boy band and he's very cold and reserved and just kind of, he doesn't like to connect with people. And then we have um, Yu Shang is the reporter and she's warm and bubbly and friendly. And she actually, the whole reason that they end up in the elevator together is because she actually lies her way into a fan event because yeah. she is not his fan. <laughs> And But she wants to score an exclusive interview with him. And so she manages to win uh, something at the fan event. And they end up at dinner together. And then on the way down after a scuffle at dinner, they're in the same elevator. And there's lightning and an elevator accident. And they're hanging on to each other. And they pass out. And when they wake up, they have switched bodies. So her birthday is the same as his. That's not yes. a lie. That's not a lie. She just happens to not... I don't know that she dislikes him a lot when it first starts, but she's a, she's the super fan of his bandmate. So that's yes. the lie. Like she does it. She only knows a little bit about him because her uh, her best, friend, her is best like... friend is his fan. So they're fans mm-hmm. of the opposite, not the opposite, but the you know she's a fan of the opposite one, and, and then her best friend's a fan of this this guy. Yeah, they ke- they keep trying to convince each other why their idol is the best. <laughs> and- Gee, we've never heard of that before. No, not at all. <laughs> I don't see. I don't think. Why? Why do you have to convince them that they're the best? But just hey, there's room in your heart for all of them. That's how right? I feel about most. <laughs> most well, I was on I was on Twitter the other day, and mm. Sleepy Days is one of the songwriters or producers for P- BTS. Mm-hmm. And he had an AMA on Reddit, and he was just like, somebody asked him, they were like, who's your BTS bias? And he's like, well, I've narrowed it down to seven. <laughs> Isn't that like, the truth? <laughs> yes, I know that. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, there, there's room in our hearts for all of them. There is. Anyway, so through these body switching shenanigans, they get to know each other and each other's lives, and... They co- they grow closer together, and they don't permanently stay in each other's bodies. If you've seen Secret Garden, there's similar, there's multiple yeah, switches. There's bodies, yeah, yeah. Yep. And then yeah, we'll we'll discuss more <laughs> later. But that's a good place to start. Yeah. So well, and that's where leading into what do we think about the two main characters, Jiang Yi and Shang Shang? Um, she you described her as bubbly and 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 nice, but. There's like a different version of the bubbly nice in a lot of C dramas. And then there's this actress and Mm -hmm. a couple of others that are similar to her, kind of like the actress that was in Go Ahead, um, where it there it's bubbly, but it's not. And I, I say this with that because too bubbly can rub me the wrong way, depending on how it comes across. It it just does depending on how babyish they make somebody. Like I, mm-hmm. she's an adult. She works at a, a ma- entertainment magazine. She's not a young kid, and she has that like a funness, fun to her personality. But she's also very grounded, you know. And she's yes. also very like she's she's an adult. She acts like an adult. She's an entertainment reporter, and so that's how that that's why they wanted the the interview with him. But they're not. They're entertainer reporters who more along the lines of like do articles about the industry, but don't like try to break the the salacious story or anything like that. So yeah, um, they actually take pride in not being paparazzi. Exactly, exactly. So well, and and later on, you know, with a relationship with somebody who is a star, that is something she experiences 
herself. And I'm sure that Mm -hmm. even if she did do that, she'd be like, okay, this is not fun. This is not cool, but they don't, they, their, their magazine, I don't know about their magazine in general, but like their site doesn't, uh, doesn't go over the line with that. But, and Mm then, um, Jung, he is definitely the, like, how did he become the leader? Because I'm looking, (laughs) I'm looking at most of at least K-pop bands. I'm not too much into like, uh, Chinese pop bands or anything. I don't have any of them even off the top of my head that I could probably name, but, oh, well, yes, 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 they are, but (laughs) they are also under SM entertainment. And so then that makes them also in the K-pop genre because True. they perform on K-pop shows and, and yeah, intense about okay. to have a single come out. And I'm so excited. Anyway, <laughs> so, um, but he, he just doesn't have that, that personality that would lend to at least now, maybe seven years ago when they first started, it was different. And maybe over time he became a lot more like, I'm not going to do any kind of fan service. I don't want anybody touching me. And I'm not going to smile for the camera no matter what you do. <laughs> so <laughs> right. he's just, Well, seven years in. Yeah, yeah. You, you can pull that off. He's seven years in. Yeah. And so he he's a very, um, he has some past family trauma. Surprise, surprise. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But that causes him to be very distant from his members. Um, they're, he's not very close to them. He lives with them, but he's not very close to them and not very trusting of people and he's just kind of closed off like he's just closed off but then of course he ends up in her body and has to go home with to her house and what does every closed off uh k-pop idol need they need a family home with some good cooking (laughs) and a sweet and some sweet parents to show them (laughs) show him some love and everything so that's kind of his trajectory is like through switching bodies and kind of getting out of his routine of like, cause I, I would feel that even the most bubbly, happy person, that lifestyle does probably wear on you where you you have to be kind of closed off and not be able to be, go out and be with people a lot and do things a lot. You have to worry about the paparazzi all the time. And especially if you have family that you're embarrassed about or whatever, mm-hmm. um, that it could be very, it, it could be easy to, to be closed off, but he, he slowly because of, you know, being in somebody else's body gets to open up and, and gets to hang out with Shang Shang in his own body. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, and I think too, it's just her warmth starts thawing him. Yeah. And he, I mean, he is very much kind of a, an ice king as it were mm-hmm. at the beginning and the thaw is gradual and it feels normal. And it, what intrigues me is when they do switch bodies, even though he's still the cold person in her body, nobody really notices. <laughs> A little <laughs> and bit it's not because he's trying to force it. <laughs> right. Yeah. I think if he tried to act like her in her body too much, that it would make people pay attention so, I mean, I'm mm-hmm. sure you can have times where you're just not as uh, smiley, with smiley or, or whatever. Yeah. So he just kind of was a little bit more like quiet and go and went into his room and didn't interact as much and stuff. But I think if you try to pretend to be her, especially since he doesn't really know her, they don't know each other. You know, they right. meet and then within 
a day or two or however long it took her to get him to go to dinner. Like they switch bodies. So he doesn't yep. try to pretend to be her. He just, he doesn't even he try to functions. dress like her or any of that. So <laughs> he just, uh, yeah. But yeah, it was, nobody noticed it was not him. Although he was a smiley, happy guy once they just thought maybe he was coming out of his funk or something, I guess. Right. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> So maybe there's something to be said about him being the leader at the beginning of the yeah. seven years. Maybe he was slightly happier. Yeah. Well, and he just, I mean, he had built a sanctuary out of his room. I mean, he had the whole Zen thing going on with the rocks and the walnuts and the, <laughs> and the music. And the very expensive do, walnuts. Yes, very. Because they were his. But yeah. I want his at-home wardrobe because it looks so beautiful and so comfortable. comfortable yes. He always looked like he was maybe dressing like a monk kind of but it was yeah. or he was just always when he was at home he was in loungewear although I do think it was funny because they made a point of his body when she would dress him it always didn't quite look right like it was his clothes but it just looked like he was dressing kind of off a little bit not all the time but like I don't know it was just and he did, well, he was wearing la like uh, track suits and stuff to work for her or exercise. Like <laughs> yeah. he seriously, the first time he went to work as her was wearing like leggings with shorts over them and then a sports top or whatever. And I'm like, mm -hmm. you can't go to an office job like that. You're a, you're a star. <laughs> like you're an idol, you know, like he just wanted to be comfortable. But so, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, how do we feel about this plot body switching plot device as a way for them to get to know each other? I thought that because I've watched several body swap things. I mean, there's the American versions and stuff that I've seen. Um, mm -hmm. And then, you know, you mentioned uh, Secret Garden. And I'm trying to think of a swap versus because I've seen a couple of them where they end up in somebody else's body going back in time. A couple yeah, of like times, Mr. But, Queen. Yeah, or the the Chinese version that that was based off of Princess Gogo. -Go. Um, but yeah, I I feel like um, the initial one is was you the initial swap and the other swap was used very like the initial swap is used for funny. You laugh, mm -hmm. you know, her being upset and coming over um, when he's she the the girl's body is not wearing a bra. And she's like, if you're stepping out of this house in my body, you're wearing a bra. And he's just like, what? I'm comfortable like this. She's like, no, no, you're not doing that. So there was a lot of comedy at the beginning. Mm -hmm. And then they switch back. But then they still are like they still connect with each other um, mm -hmm. and stay like stay in contact and that allows them to then fall in love that way because I feel like if you kept the body swap going on for too long, they're not going to fall in love with each other because they're just staring at themselves, you know. They're, there's right. not that like seeing the person in their own environment. And so I feel like with the switches and switchbacks, like then they switch again later on and that time was also used some comedy. I think it was the second time where he ends up having his menstrual cycle or her menstrual cycle. No, that was, was the, the first, first time. One. Okay. So it was the first time. I'm, I'm pretty sure. Cause but, it was like, it was after she'd been over to the house and forced him to wear a bra. <laughs> yeah. 
so he dresses up the next day and he wears a white dress and yeah. you know oh, actually puts right. in some yep. effort he does and then and then he goes to work and goes into the bathroom and then a male co-worker says uh you got so, something <laughs> so you got a little mess going on oh, there gosh so like as a, a like that's to be expected kind of as when you're a teenager when you first start events <laughs> but mm-hmm. like and you're not that, aware that later on in life you're like oh but and she's like, at least nobody saw when he told everybody. He's like, actually, <laughs> they all saw. They all saw. <laughs> but um, so oh, the, wait, no, no, no. We have to say him wrapped in the blanket with the pillow on his <laughs> desk, just huddling. <laughs> yeah. Well, I and I had I think I sent a tech a message out during some of watching that. And I was like, so if you did continue to switch back and forth with your significant other and would you try to do it to where they might have to, I don't know, birth your child instead of you or like, <laughs> right. And she somebody, took a lot of pleasure in that. in the fact that he was enduring the pain she went through yeah. every month. Well, she did like comfort him. She rubbed mm-hmm. his belly, <laughs> her own After belly. She was done making fun of him. She yeah, did. she did. <laughs> but um, somebody, I think in discord said on, there was a different body swap one where they oh I think it was a a Thai one or something and they keep they like they just keep swapping for the rest of their lives I guess and so he ends up having two of their four children or something like that okay then so but yeah it would make you nicer to each other yeah so later on I feel like they keep they they use it the last few times that they swap and and do it with as a really well storytelling device so I felt Mm -hmm. like one the the care the actors themselves did a a really good job at being the other person um he I could you could I could always tell like if it was him you know when it was her being in his body like he just and he didn't overly do it like he wasn't too girly or out there but he there was just definitely he did such a good job at being like the more calm non-smiley stable and then when she was in his body not I don't know I don't like he just had like the smiles and the way that he his body moved and everything he did a really good job and then she had to be kind of like stone-faced most of the time when she was mm-hmm. pretending to be him but um I think both of them did a really good job I think so too because um like I said before Steven Jong has just a very mobile face mm-hmm. and so it's actually kind of interesting to see him playing this cold and detached character mm-hmm. I really liked it because he's often the clown in the dramas that he's in he takes on the comedic roles. He's willing to do that. And he's very good with the physical comedy. And so to see such a different performance out of him and then to see the contrast, because it's not exactly his clownish self from other dramas because he takes on very feminine aspects mm-hmm. of her when when he's pretending that he's a girl or, or her. Right. Anyway, and he just, he does such a good job. Like even the way he walks changes. Right. And he just, he was a genius. I'm not sure that Liang Jie quite got to that point. Like, she did the cold okay, but I didn't see her. Well, she would sit more masculinely. Right. But there wasn't that, like, I don't know, like, uh, Jisung is probably still the, like, the person that I've seen switch into different personalities Mm -hmm. and just do it in a phenomenal way where I'm like, eh, other people have done it, but 
he, you know, he nailed it to where you could really just look at the way his body was hanging or, you know, just Mm -hmm. moving or whatever. And you'd be like, oh, that's this character where, you know, and I think that the, uh, Steven did a pretty good job. Like he, he did a very good job at this. And actually now that I'm thinking about it, cause all last night I binged, um, I'm in a really weird sea trauma pinching mood. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know what's going on with me. I'm not usually um, able. I'll just own it while it's well, going. Well, I kind of landed on a lot of ones that aren't the uh, high school, college ones that are older and that I don't always find those where I'm interested in the plot. And I've just found a couple. Mm-hmm. But the one that I was watching last night is a re um, remake of the Taiwanese, which was actually made into a K-drama, but this is the C-drama version of it, of the Fated to Love You, but that's not what uh. the C-drama is called. It's, I can't remember what the C-drama is called. But the guy that plays Ethan Ruin's character, because Ethan was the uh, actor that was in the original Fated to Love You, which was like a 2006 mm-hmm. uh, drama. Yes. Um, and he's so good at that physical comedy and and coming off really like silly and ridiculous but making it in a way where you're not like okay that's a turnoff I guess or that's kind of like eh. like he just has a way of like he just looks like the big grown-up kid but does it in a way that and then he grows as the character grows and is able to mm-hmm. you know look more mature and the guy that's doing the character in this one is the same actor who is in the uh, the eternal love with this the actress that plays uh shang shang in this one mm-hmm. um and that's one where she ends up in somebody else's body back in the past and so right. she's exp- she has a little bit of experience of being playing off that trope a little bit but he's okay at the physical comedy but i bet you steven uh Zhang would probably do a really good job at pulling off that like um it's not bumbling idiot because that's the wrong but there's just some like it's the facial expressions that he's not quite doing right when he's supposed Mm -hmm. to like her mom is chasing him around because she finds she finds out that he's the dad of the baby and she's chasing around with a broomstick and everything and he just I don't know (laughs) this face the faces that he made like while he was running from her and everything it was just like oh yeah I remember how hilarious uh Ethan's character was while doing that and he's 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 just too cool like you know what I mean like his character Mm -hmm. is just he's just a little bit too and that's to be fair most c-drama uh male leads that's their persona they that's they Mm -hmm. almost always play that they're always cool and collected and the best at everything the smartest at everything and all of that so he's just having to kind of play a little bit more of a Again, not an idiot, but <laughs> he just has <laughs> those tendencies. But anyway, back to this story. Um, he does <laughs> he does a really good job of making the character really hilarious and funny without it being cheesy. He does he does yes. that really well. So um, I was yeah, I didn't cringe at all. The only thing I cringed at was uh, the at the beginning when she was in his body and they were doing the badminton and stuff with her idol. <laughs> and- I was like, okay, so fast forward's a thing. We're just going <laughs> to fast forward this bit. She's really bad. But, you know, I mean, I, I'm sure it wasn't the end of the world for his, for the, the the idol. Whatever. He can be bad no. at something on TV. He actually, well, because... Since, go ahead. 
Well, Shang Shang points out that it's actually kind of a fan service that way yeah. for those who are shipping those two. And he was like, do what now? <laughs> so. his yes his bandmate they were well and that's how the producer did the episode they were mm-hmm. definitely doing that angle in the oh yeah with how they edited the feed and everything so yes uh yeah so i i think both of us enjoyed the body swapping part of it and yes yeah. and i was gonna say Leong Jie, she did do a very good job. She just didn't quite get to the level of Stephen Chong. I'm not. Yeah, no, I, I'm I not bad mouthing her performance. It was just he was so stellar. Yeah, she she pretty much kept up. Just t- t- tiniest bit difference. I'm being so picky. Anyway, let's no. move on. <laughs> I do All agree right. with you. I do. I do agree with you. She just she it it is kind of different. I think to switch over into somebody who's a little bit more like quiet like the quiet stone like stone face it's kind mm-hmm. of like there's some actors where they do a great job if they're the happier uh puppy characters but they just cannot mm-hmm. quite get the the more calm stone face characters and I don't think she it's, it's not that she didn't pull off the character that that style of acting it's just that that you didn't see you weren't immersed in of like it's him it's totally right. him you know and when you saw him where he was supposed to have her inside his body, you saw her. Like, you just saw her tendencies yeah. and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was brilliant. Uh, I'm. T- we'll, we'll say this. I am a total Stephen Chong fangirl at this point <laughs> because of this role. I mean, yeah. I was kind of a fan of this beforehand, but now I'm, like, committed. So, all right. So, The Day of Becoming You had the same writer as Go Ahead. And how did that work for us? I found it kind of funny because like I was noticing the sets because <laughs> there were a couple of apartments like um, Jiangyi's childhood home was very similar to the childhood home that was used in Go Ahead. And then the apartment that the girls were living in, um, Shang Shang and her best friend, mm-hmm. it was the same apartment that the boys were living in in Go Ahead. They even had the same apartment door across the way where the girls were in Go Ahead and stuff like that. And so I was like, oh, that's interesting. And then you get looking. I got to looking at the cast. I was like. Oh, there's a lot of go-ahead people in yeah. this. Yeah, for me, I, the um, cooking father was mm-hmm. a very similar element. And with go-ahead, like we loved that aspect of the dads kind of being the the parents and them cooking. The one dad cooking. It's a different actor who plays the dad, but he's still he's a chef and he cooks for his family. And the mom was. Um, she was a teacher. She was a teacher. That's right. So yeah, like Oh, her... that's funny. No, 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 no. That's funny because she was in Go Ahead as one of the potential dates for Noodle Dad. <laughs> was and she? she was a teacher there too. <laughs> that's funny. Uh... <laughs> so But they even uh... used some of the same kids. Yeah, like, I think that the, the kids, kids, the the younger versions of her was the same younger version of her of the the female character, not this actress because it's a different actress that played in go ahead but the mm-hmm. but steven was the brother in that one so he was the yeah. other end of the triangle um in that one but yeah i feel like the family aspect of it of that um her side of it was definitely similar to the writing and go ahead but then also the messed up family on his side was mm-hmm. um uh, kind of similar you know similar as well we've deduced that this writer m- may have been abandoned by his mother 
<laughs> he's definitely working through something here. Because <laughs> in Go Ahead, like, all the moms were horrible. They were just horrible. There was not, even the grandmas were super, like, always kind of mm-hmm. gossipy and trying to get people with each other. But the moms especially were the ones that uh, weren't the best and had the biggest time of, like, being uh, redeemed. Mm-hmm. And uh, what is his character? Not his actor's name, but uh, Yi, he's his mom and dad argued a lot, divorced, and then his mom left and went to to the U.S. And then he was kind of just ping ponging around with family members. So like his, mm. he has a horrible relationship with his parents, but especially his mom and his relationship with his mom is the one that needs the most growth, the most, you know, reconciliation, all of that kind of stuff, which is very similar to um, the go ahead story. And then mm-hmm. I get, I feel like the secondary characters and all of that, there was a lot of differences and stuff that, you know, set it apart and body swapping, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> definitely the body swapping. <laughs> but I feel like the, like the female leads uh, just character type what was similar and probably similar. what draw drew me to it because again I tend to want a character I don't care if she's bubbly as long as she feels her age like age appropriate mm-hmm. and then and is just uh logical <laughs> in her choices yeah a lot of times and and with uh this these two characters they were both very they made sense. Whatever the decisions that they were making and everything, nothing was just like, what are you doing? And they never frustrated me or aggravated me. I, I really liked them as people. And then I liked them as a couple. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were, there were a lot of people to like, and like, um, Tong Tong, Sheng Cheng's best friend. Yeah. She was super supportive and yet she was still mature. And even though, you know, they pointed out that she came from a wealthy family, but she was not arrogant at all. She used it to do more good and she was determined to find her her own way in the world and things like that. And so and um, she was the actress I was telling Drama Geek before this session. She's the same actress that played the woodworking shop partner in Go Ahead. So, you know, there's another one. Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> and um you know, it's just that solid best friend relationship. Like this writer did use the same relationships, but in a different way. So it still felt very fresh. Yeah. Well, Cause... with um, with the idols, like they were pretty. When I guess that you know they were, they possibly bonded and were f- close when they first started out, but they definitely were um pretty distant from each other when the first body swap happens, and because of her, mm-hmm. it's. That was some of the funny parts is she's a huge fangirl of his bandmate. <laughs> and so here she is in his house in the other guy's body. And I mean, what would you do? She was very respectful, but mm-hmm. the, her interactions with both of his bandmates while they were swapped helped open conversations that hadn't been had. Like they didn't, they needed to have these conversations and maybe work some stuff out. But because he's just so closed off, that didn't happen. But because of the body swap, it did start happening. So um, mm-hmm. she kind of al- allowed him to mend some things or just clarify of like, hey, I don't dislike you or anything. I just don't talk much. 
<laughs> yeah. Which would be hard for him to say, but for her, it was easy. Yeah. She, it was almost like she was his courage or his catalyst. Yeah. Yeah. She did what he couldn't do necessarily. Yeah. And he, he just kept on her side. He kind of kept her light. He made sure he didn't do anything to mess up her life. That was one of the things that mm-hmm. was nice about. They never had any ill will towards each other. They worked together to make sure that nothing. And that was one of the things I had to reassure you while you're watching. I'm like, no, yes. they don't mess each other's <laughs> lives up. They don't embarrass each other or screw anything up. They just, they, they do a really good job of, you know, moving things around and making it to where they protect the other person, even from the mm-hmm. very beginning, they, even when they didn't know each yep. other very well, they right away were like, okay, what do we do to make sure that you continue to be successful and I continue to be successful in our daily lives. So. Yep. And I really appreciated that. They were just, they were smart. Yep. Yep. So we've kept it pretty spoiler light so far, but there are some things we need to discuss. (laughs) Um, So (laughs) if you don't like spoilers, pause here and join us again after you watch it. The series is only 26 episodes. So it'll go quickly. And it's a 26 episodes of a Chinese drama. So it's like 45 minutes. 40 minutes. The, you know, yeah. With yeah. the beginning and ending, you can uh, fast forward through. I need I need an email to all of the different platforms that have Chinese dramas. I mean, could you please do the skip the intro? That would be great. Thanks. <laughs> Actually, for me, I did that. Oh, really? If you if, keep as watching. As I was binging. It, yeah. 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 If you keep watching. Yep. If you... Drop into an episode without binging it and it automatically going to the next one. It doesn't um, always do that. But I was using WeTV, Tension, whatever, mm. on um, the other C-drama that I'm binging, the You Are My Glory or Glory you, or something. something. Oh, yeah. yeah. You Are My Glory. Yeah. And that it definitely doesn't do that. I'm like, oh, I just don't want to see all of the spoilers. Right. But we're going <laughs> we're going to place this like skip intro button right here if you don't want to. <laughs> and then um well so yeah, we'll talk about spoilers right here. Um so we're going to talk about cinematography and directing and how the story fit into the story. Okay. Yeah. So I for me I don't know. Modern Chinese dramas very rarely catch my eye when it comes to cinematography. I don't know mm-hmm. why. Like, I just don't think that they think about it that much. Or I don't know. I don't know. But like, usually it's the the um, the period dramas, the costumes, and all that kind of stuff, and then the viewpoints that they do. But very rare. I don't know if I even th- know if I've thought about the cinematography in this one or the directing. Well, I wanted especially to talk to, so this is where the spoilers begin. Mm, okay. So okay. come back in a minute. <laughs> anyway, so specifically I wanted to discuss the breakup. Okay. The empty movie theater. Oh, yes. Okay. So yes, and, it did. It, yes. <laughs> there was a moment. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. I was gonna say, toward <laughs> the end, they come to the conclusion after they've been outed to the media and all that kind of stuff that mm-hmm. with their present situation, um, her dad is, um, has a kind In of a eh, anxiety attack type, yeah, type kind thing. of a panic attack. Yeah, yeah. When he finds out that all these people are heckling his daughter, 
Um, and heckling's a, a kind word, I think, almost <laughs> for what mm-hmm. what netizens do when it comes to uh, going after somebody like that. But um, and then you have the aspect of the body swapping as well, of them not being able to really concretely figure out uh, what causes it and everything. So they they meet up at an empty movie theater and then watch a movie, and it's very sad. <laughs> Well, and like the parts that caught my eye, like she goes to sit next to him, but they're afraid of touching at this point because they don't know if this will be the last time that they switch bodies and they'll get stuck. Right. I mean, they have a lot of concerns. They've kind of figured out how to control it. So going back and forth isn't too bad, but there's some outside influence that's making it so that they don't know when it's going to end or why it started. Right. And so she's, she's afraid of touching him and afraid of destroying his career because obviously she would never be the actor that he is. Right. And so she goes to sit next to him, pauses, and then goes and sits one chair away. Mm-hmm. And you can just see his face fall because it's the first time that they've been able to go on a date since they were outed. Mm-hmm. He's rented out the entire theater. And then they just, they talk about it. You know, they they don't really watch the movie. They end up talking to each other. And she didn't even touch that popcorn. She did not. She held that popcorn the whole time. Yeah, it was her comfort popcorn. Yeah. <laughs> and... So it was just, they discussed it and they knew that as much as they loved each other, they just couldn't stay together. It was not the right time for them to stay together. And she couldn't see and he wasn't sure that there would be an end to it. Yeah. Well, and one thing I do remember of like the the shots that were a little bit farther away that caught my mm-hmm. eye is even the numbering on the, which, you know, I guess, you know, I'm sure the seats are just normally numbered and it may not even have been a thought from the director, but I don't know. just like the way that the numbered seats kind of went up and it almost felt like that. And it's possibly because of the pandemic and movie theaters right now and all of that stuff, but like almost like representing like all of these people that weren't mm-hmm. there but that were part of this decision that was being made. So like they have a separation between the two of them and then they, they're sitting next to each other and then each shot where they kind of came in and showed them, you could see those numbered seats going up, 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 you know, and I don't know Mm -hmm. that image definitely sticks with me. So, and then there was, well, and also just the huge gap between them, you know, even though it was just one chair when they pulled out, you could feel the distance. Yeah. Yeah. So, they break up and then we get a time jump. And normally time jumps drive me crazy, but mm-hmm. I feel like the time jump had um, some reasons behind it that made sense to me. So like he's trying to, you know, like he goes off and does his own thing in his career, but like he kind of changes the way that he handles himself as a um a celebrity so he yeah. kinda, you know he makes his he, he makes changes to his life of where if he were to end up having a girlfriend whoever it is that then they it wouldn't be such a big deal it would they would be able to just date and it wouldn't be this huge like thing so not every celebrity has that ability to just like I'm gonna take you know a year from now and we'll I'm gonna arrange things and then we can be back together but he was at a point in his career he was able to do that Um, Mm -hmm. but yeah, so yeah, he's, he does that and, um, and then they come back together and yeah, that, uh, well, and when he was in the talk show, 
Yes. And he was he was saying, you know, could the host was like, yeah, we've seen you out with female cousins and staff members and stuff like that. And she's like, are we going to see a girlfriend someday? And I know I texted you right as they did that. I was like, he was laying the foundation so that they could have their relationship. Yeah. I was so excited. Yeah. Because yeah. to me, that was romantic. He was changing mm-hmm. his entire life and image right. to fit her in it. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, that's so the, that's the best. The time was the time, time made sense to me of, you mm-hmm. know, and and if they had tried to date during that time while he was making the show, it just I don't think it would have worked. Be, especially when you add the extra body swap part of it. But even if yeah. you're not adding the body swap part, if you're thinking about just it, logistically in general, like it just made more sense to, for him to do that and make those changes and then see if she was okay and willing to like, okay, this is how it is now. Are we okay to date again? So, you know, mm-hmm. but and he does it. He's pretty romantic in the way that he sets it up. I felt like it, they, the way that he, they set it up and all the people that they, he includes and, and everything. Like, I felt like that was pretty romantic to yeah. trick her into going to a dinner and he's there and then kind of explain that, uh, that that's kind of what he was doing. And then of course the other element of, why were their body swapping happening? What was the other element being involved in causing it or uh, initiating in the first place and all that stuff? Mm-hmm. So, and, and let's leave that one. We don't. We don't have to yeah, spoil that one. We don't. But yeah. But basically, he figures it out. He figures it out. He puts all the legwork in, which is since it was his celebrity causing the problem in the first place, even though it was not necessarily his fault. The fact that he had the power to make the changes and went ahead and made them. That made him an even better character in my yeah. mind. Yeah. No, and she even like, oh, I feel bad. I've just been doing nothing. And and he's like, no, that's exactly what I needed you to do. I'm the one that needed to do the things to mm-hmm. get things in order yeah. so that we could be together. Because you, you weren't doing anything wrong to begin with. It's not like we broke up because we didn't want to be together or I didn't like you or anything. It's that we broke up for this reason and to be back together something had to change, you know, something had to happen. So, um, okay. And then, and now (laughs) for the biggest spoiler of all the ending. Yes. So seriously, if you didn't listen to us and you got spoiled so far and you haven't seen the the show, stop here. (laughs) We will wait and then come back so we can talk about the ending. No, the ending, the ending. Yes. Yes. The actual ending. (laughs) All right. So what did we think about the frame story and how it, ex- it explains away the forbidden plot device? Because in China, there are certain stories that you cannot, or certain story elements you can't have. Body right. switching, uh, time travel? Yeah. Time travel and aliens. As for whatever reason. For what I know. <laughs> yeah. For whatever reason, that is not allowed in Chinese media. Right. And of course, this is a body switching drama. So how do you get around that? <laughs> <laughs> so... But I liked it because at the very end, we have a scene with Cheng Cheng, essentially. But she's talking to her editor because it turns out that she's written a book. And what we've been watching is her book. Well, and, and the, the show starts with a scene that doesn't fit anything else. Which So the show starts with a breakup or like they 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 see each other again or they break up or something and it's a mm. sad like they it's like this is there there's no way it's gonna work this is it and then that's the sad ending but then then the real story st- starts and then you're like 
kind of in your brain, you almost forget about that beginning scene. I did forget. <laughs> I'm going to have to go back and watch. Yeah, so there's a beginning <laughs> scene that's one that is one of her possible endings that she was going to write mm-hmm. when her and her real boyfriend were having trouble and broken up and she was going to end it on a sad note and then ends up not ending the book on a sad note um, because they get back together in real life. Mm-hmm. So. And it's just, I thought it was beautifully done because it didn't really yank the rug out from under us. It gave a, it gave us a way to have the story and have it told completely and get caught up in the emotions and everything without interrupting. Cause sometimes you have a frame story that, you know, they drop scenes in and you're reminded that there's a frame story. Mm-hmm. Whereas this one, we got to enjoy the arcs completely and it pulled us in emotionally and okay. Pulled me in emotionally. Right. I don't know. No. I won't put that on you, <laughs> but <laughs> so I thought, I thought it was well done for getting around something that could be, that could tank the drama entirely. I thought this was perfectly well done. Yeah, no, I it, it could have had it to where like she woke up and it was an actual dream and then they do meet, you know, that could have mm-hmm. been one of those like, oh, she dreamed the whole thing. Like they got in the elevator accident and then she wakes up from being in a coma for a little bit and that's what she dreamed and then they end up getting together after all. Mm-hmm. that type of thing and I think that would have made me very mad <laughs> yeah because that wouldn't be as satisfying because that would take away the emotional journey whereas right. this one it was an emotional journey and she was just working it out on paper right because we have that ending shot of the two of them in the in that one hotel yes. res- resort place where they were super happy yeah and he's talking to her about it and you can see that they have they've mended their relationship and they're committed to each other and it's just it was lovely well and she indicates that she did change some characters and all that kind of stuff but I think the meat of their relationship was real in you know that Mm -hmm. that she put that on paper that he did have a bad relationship with his parents that her relationship with him helped work that through that that when they were together like I feel like all of those elements are um, similar to the real couple and so I feel like at the end you've got these two separate couples you've got the book couple, which, I mean, we read books all the time. So why wouldn't mm-hmm. I be satisfied with a book couple? Because that's like, I read a book and I love the couple that's in the book. It was fiction and that's great. So like you've got the book couple that swapped bodies and then you've got this lovely real couple who she worked through a lot of her pain when they were broken up by writing this book. And she did say the body swapping stuff comes from like her thinking wouldn't it be a lot easier in a relationship if you knew how the other person really felt? Like if you were able to swap and see what they were able, especially when it came to her not being able to understand completely what it was like to be a celebrity, you know, what would Mm -hmm. it feel like if she could be in his shoes and know what it felt like to be him? And so I like the way they, they have you realize that, that's why she wrote the book and then she worked it out. So you've got these two perfectly wonderful couples, two great stories. I really don't think that we lose at all. I think that we win. Although, again, if they were to just let you have body swapping, you know, then you wouldn't have to have that extra. But I don't think that the extra took away at all from no. from the, the story that we watched or the journey that we experienced. Because it was still a journey that was created and we watched it. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I... Was and I, 
I have to admit, I knew what was going to happen. <laughs> I had somebody spoil because I saw people on Twitter as the shows like the la- as the last episodes were loaded onto the site. They finished, and then I finished a, a little bit later, maybe a week or two or whatever. Since mm-hmm. it, you know, after it finished, so I kept seeing people on Twitter like, "So what? The character?" And in the character, like nobody's a character. Like I saw people upset, and so I was like, "Oh, I'm like halfway through this, and I love this drama." Is it going to be ruined? And so I had somebody spoil the ending and just kind of give a brief, like, this is what, I'm like, okay, I think I can handle that. And then I watched it. I'm like, okay, that was even better than I expected. They did it even better, you know, when I actually watched it. So, Mm -hmm. so listening to us saying this, if you did not skip and you still haven't watched. (laughs) (laughs) Now you're prepared. (laughs) Now you're prepared. You know that it's going to be a story within a story, but it's all good. It have both have happy and lovely endings and the bonus is is her hair just looks so fabulous as Mm -hmm. the the writer which that's the like as again you get that opening sequence and then I think again everybody just kind of forgot about it I definitely did because I don't remember (laughs) this at all yeah yeah no she she has the the hair and they meet on a bench at it's not the Han River, but you know, it's pretty much. The yeah, in a river. <laughs> they, meet, they meet and they, they talk about breaking up and, you know, she cries and then they, they part ways or something like that. So. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah, I'll have to go watch that again. Yeah. All right. Well, um, our final thoughts on this obviously we don't even have to ask the question if we would recommend because we are doing a special cozy chat so we would recommend (laughs) yes we are not telling you to avoid this we're saying watch this I actually have a couple of thoughts Mm. but I don't I want don't want to tread on your time so that's fine I don't you can go ahead and I might be able to bounce off of what you're going to say okay so one of the things that we both really loved about this was the maturity of the couple in the romance because there were no silly miscommunications. There was no cold shoulders or you did this or you did this. They always worked together. They talked things out. I mean, it was just, it was a breath of fresh air watching them. And I was just, I didn't have to worry. I knew that they wouldn't do something stupid. And that made me, that made me super happy. Yeah. No, I, I feel like the body swapping helped them be more mature about the way that they handled each other. And because I think there was an element of understanding one another Mm -hmm. that may not have been there without the body swapping or in real life that, you know, the writer or whatever, maybe they just, just had that. But I feel like, um, they just always respect. And I think it goes back to even from the very beginning, um, when they switched, they completely respected each other's lives and they didn't want, they protected each other. And, mm-hmm. and that grew into just protecting each other in many ways. And so, yes, the, I think that's one of the reasons why I've kind of like, I binged this one and then moved over to some other ones because I have been able to find where the couple's a little bit more mature. Now the fated to love you one that has nothing to do with mature couples because they're not, they're actually, no. they're not mature, but they're pretty silly and I am enjoying them. But, um, and I know the story, so I'm actually able to fast forward through all of the parts that are ones I don't care about. Um, so I think that's one of the reasons I'm able to fast forward, but I, I love a mature couple. Um, I, I love, the way that the this OTP 
um, kind of handle this. And they have some really great swoony moments where, mm-hmm. and we didn't really get too much into that, but like their confession was uh-huh. so was done so well. They used the body swapping as part of the the confession part. No, they they don't. They're not in each other. Like they are, and then it switches. I don't know. You have to watch it to understand. Yeah, like, watch it. Get the but full the, impact from watching it. That's another one where I wouldn't say the overall cinematography or directing really caught my eye, but like those little scenes, like the way that they had them walking down the street and that kind of mm-hmm. stuff, like the whole setup and the whole situation between the two of them and the, the scenes leading up to that. It was it was a very it was memorable confession um, mm-hmm. between the two of them. So and then they're just they another thing that's drove me crazy about some dramas and I won't name which one I'm specifically thinking (laughs) about. I'm sure anybody who's listened to recent uh, episodes uh, will know what I'm talking about. But where the couple gets together and then like for the rest of the time, they're weird, like they're not like they don't act like a couple. And, Mm -hmm. And again, in that aspect of being a mature couple, they acted like a couple through the whole thing you know once once they confessed and all that kind of stuff they um treated each other the way that a real couple would and um and even the uh talking to each other's parents and admitting to people that they were dating and stuff like that was all of those different aspects of it were handled in a fun uh interesting way so Mm mm-hmm and their chemistry was top notch. I it mean, was. that's one of the reasons that this is going to be a memorable drama for me is just because the way that they interacted, but the way that they would hold hands all the time and they kind of got into each other's personal space and the kisses were just amazing and just they were just comfortable together. And I don't know how they achieved that level of chemistry, but it worked and it was perfectly suited to their very mature relationship. Yeah. Well, some of the funnier parts at the beginning is like, okay, you can't pee. Don't drink. Don't eat. Don't do anything. (laughs) When she gets over there, you showered? He's like, yes, I showered. Ah!" (laughs) And that's always with the body swapping drama. That's usually the like, oh my gosh, you went to the bathroom and all that kind of stuff. But they, they did it in a very fun and hopefully, I think secondhand embarrassment is hard for you, but I think they did it in a way where it wasn't too bad. No, so. it wasn't. Like her talking him through how to put a pad on. <laughs> I was laughing so hard. Yeah. Yeah. No. Well, and there was there was a cut scene, I think. There was I was I always watch the end credits after the last episode because mm. they'll throw stuff in. And there she's using the bathroom as him uh-huh. and she has a Kleenex in one hand. <laughs> so yeah. yeah. That was, yeah, that was that, that was the, they didn't um, they d- they did mention that because I think she, she's like, I was just getting used to going to the bathroom as you or whatever. And I do remember <laughs> I don't think it was a completely cut scene because like I do remember her like she picks up a towel or a tissue or something. And that's mm-hmm. how she kind of gets around that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they did a good job. Yeah. And I have. OK, so this is kind of an. A weird thought, but we are known for our talking about abs. Not you and I, <laughs> but the entirety of the fangirls. Right, right, right. And one of the things I've noticed about Stephen Jong is he's not afraid to go shirtless, but the boy does not care about the state of his muscles. Because you know that some of them, you know, they'll dehydrate themselves right. so that their six pack stands out. Right. 
And he seems to me to be very comfortable in his own skin. And I think that's translating into his acting because he's just comfortable and he fills that character. Yeah. And so I just, I have to appreciate that. It's a weird non-ab appreciation (laughs) comment. but And I mean, he's fit. It, it, he's fit yeah he's not there you know it, it, I, there is a scene which you know again is another body swap trope thing or like she's standing in the mirror and she's like oh he does have a nice body <laughs> yeah. right but his bandmate would probably be when if they're performing and they were a k-pop group his bandmate would probably be the one that always like goes shirtless or whatever or flashes, you know? his, yeah, abs flashes or, his abs yeah. or whatever but yeah, no. He's totally not. But. <laughs> but he's comfortable. He's comfortable. And, and that's, you know, I, I, for me, and I think that we've made this pretty clear, but like I would prefer any of the K-drama actors, the K-pop star, any of them eat and don't starve yourselves and don't go without water. And that is what's best for you. Do I appreciate yes. the way that things look sometimes when they're fit and that does happen? Unfortunately, yes, that <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it's how we're but, wired. But it is. But no, I, I, I. It, it's good that he's able to just kind of be himself and and be comfortable in that. So, and, yeah, and yeah. it works. It works for him. And I hope, I hope in a way it becomes a trendsetter because yeah, he's fit, but he's yeah not destroying himself for fan service. All right. Well, all right. I think we are tapped out. We are. And honestly, just go watch this drama. Yes. That's all. Yes. Just go watch it or rewatch it. Think- it's a good yes. Do that could be a good weight rewatch. Absolutely, thank you for joining us. We would love to hear what you thought about this podcast episode. You can reach us on Twitter, on Facebook, or through our Patreon page. The links are in our show notes. And don't forget, we have merch. You can find us on Teespring and Redbubble. We love blogging about Asian dramas, but behind the scenes, we have so much more to say. And we can share. Talking is so much faster than typing.